All right, everybody, welcome to the Deal Gen Podcast, where we talk to investors, entrepreneurs, and business titans about a wide range of topics and experiences. The Deal Gen Podcast is brought to you by Deal Gen Partners. Deal Gen Partners is the leading deal origination service on the market for private equity buyers. Deal Gen Partners combines their M&A and private equity experience with a proprietary method of multi-channel marketing services that they call the Bird Dog. This unique recipe generates transaction-ready deals at an unmatched pace and increases a private equity fund's chances of closing a deal by up to 10x. Reach out to DealGen Partners before you begin searching for your next investment. All right, everybody, welcome back to the DealGen Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Zanka, and today I am going to talk about how we took DealGen from being more of a side hustle and being more of a side project that we were working on for one client to the point where we are today, where now we have 25 plus clients and you know, are getting deals done on more of a monthly basis and having it be a full-blown business with employees and everything like that. So basically that side hustle to full-time gig, how we did it, right? So obviously I could sit here and tell you how I think you should do it, but in I think it's better off just giving you my two cents and how we were able to do it because I think there's going to be a lot of similarities. Um, so the first thing was that we got one client, we got paid by that client and we found out that we were good at what we did and enjoyed the process. Right. So our first client wanted us, they were, they were, they were a client for our other company. So I guess I should backtrack a little bit. Brian and I, we're running what his company was before DealGen, Posted Social. Now, Posted Social was a marketing agency that, you know, worked in some of the same industries that we work in today, private equity and um, investment banking. But we also had other clients that were selling a number of different types of things. We were building websites. We were doing outreach. We were um, running ads, you know, on Facebook and Instagram and stuff like that. And so we're just a full-blown marketing agency. Brian had been doing it for a while. I came in, you know, helped get a few more clients. Um, we had a pretty good run rate and we're making good money doing it. Um, money that, you know, it, anybody would take as a salary and say, hey, this is, a, this is a pretty good little gig you guys got going here. And it wasn't, you know, the hardest work in the world by any means. But one of our f- first deal gen clients, still a client to this day, asked us if we could apply what we knew about automated outreach to finding them deals essentially what DealGen does now. Um, and, you know, being the yes men that we kind of are, we said, yeah, we can figure that out and we can do it. Once we started doing it, they paid us to do it. You know, so we got a project, we got a fee, we got paid. Um, you know, that obviously put into our minds, hey, this is something that someone will pay us to do. That's important, right? You need that, you need that uh, verification that, hey, what you do is worth someone paying, paying money for it. So, we went out, we started finding opportunities for this private equity fund to purchase. Now they wanted one specific type of deal. It was declining, you know, basically distressed software. So we went out, we started finding distressed software through bankers, started finding it by going directly to companies themselves. And, you know, one thing led to another and, you know, we were off to the races and our agreement with them was that if we found them a transaction that they completed, you know, they would pay us a percentage of the deal uh, for a success fee. So we were like, okay, well, there's a lot of upside there. You know, they're going to do some big opportunities. So let's, let's go out and, you know, give this a go. So we did it. And in doing it, 
you know, we're able to get a deal done, but we're also able to find other types of companies that they didn't want to buy, but they were also for sale. Also, you know, good opportunities that someone could come in and buy, um, just not this one fund that we were working with. So it got us to, you know, believe that, hey, if we could get this one fund to pay us to do this, why can't we just go find another fund that will pay us to find some of these, you know, to buy some of these companies that we're already finding, right? We were already doing the work. We were already uncovering these deals that no one else knew about. We just didn't have a home for them. So let's go get another client. And we started repeating that process. Hey, we made the same deal with that we made with our first client with the second, third, fourth client. Now we had gotten the business to a point where it was basically making as much money as we were making from you know, running posted social. So we looked at each other and we said, hey, well, there's a lot more upside in what we're doing at DealGen than there was what we were doing at Posted Social. You know, Posted Social was limited by basically in order to make, you know, a lot more money, you needed a lot more clients and you need to do a lot more work. You need to hire a lot more people. Um, but with DealGen, you know, in order to make a lot of a lot more money, you really just needed more deals to close. So you needed more people that were interested in buying them. You needed more funds, you need more clients. So the second phase of this becoming, you know, a real business was winding down the old business, right? So we basically had to look at each other and commit. I think commitment would be the second thing that we had to do, right? So we had to commit fully that deal gem was the route we were going to take deal gem was the route we were going to go. And we decided that that was the right move at that time. So basically wound down the other business, told all our other clients that, Hey, this isn't something we're offering anymore. You know, if you're not a private equity fund, there's not much, you know, else we can do. Here's a couple of recommendations of who we would reach out to if you need some of the services that we were providing for you. But at the end of the day, we're going all in on deal gen. So I think that commitment is huge. I think, you know, not only just from in this one scenario I'm talking about where it's going from a side hustle to a full-time business in anything in life, right? Um, you know, committing to something means that you're kind of burning the, the ships. You know, that that old saying where you pull up to, you know, burning the ships obviously comes from you pull up to land, you dock the boats, and then you burn them meaning that, you know, there's no way of going back to where you came from. You're committed to being where you are now. Um, we committed to deal gen. We burned the, we burned the ships. We left, you know, no other options of us making money other than to keep doing what we were doing at deal gen. So that commitment propelled us to really take action and get, you know, from four clients to where we are today and, and start drumming up, you know, repeatable ways to make business and make deals. Um, and then I think the third thing that we did was come up with a repeatable offer. I know I've talked about the offer a lot on this podcast already and it's short life, but it's so important. You know what I mean? What you bring to the world and what you bring to your clients and what you offer them in exchange for them paying you, you know, to do something is everything with your company and how can you build a business around, you know, something that you don't, you don't exactly know what you do. So we really, really focused early on, on crafting that offer. And it's still something that we work on today. You know, how much, Hey, how much more money could we charge? What other things could we bake into this that our clients want and need? 
Um, what have we seen from other clients that they've asked us for that maybe we're not currently offering, but or maybe we're already providing it and we're just not getting paid more for it. So we should bake that in there too. It's always something that you should work on and perfect. But crafting your offer around you know, exactly who you want your client to be and then making it so simple for them to get started and just a no-brainer you know, compared to what else is on the market is really what changed the game and what will change the game for you too. So if you can, you know, I think, you know, just take a step back here. If you come up with a new idea that's a side hustle, maybe you have a full-time job, maybe you're running your own business, but you see an opportunity to go after something, you know, it's kind of seamless. I think it being seamless, you know, it was pretty seamless for us. One of our existing clients asked us to use tools that we were already using, just apply them in a different way. So that made it pretty easy for us to say yes. Um, you know, there might be another instance where someone's working a full-time job, uh, you know, being a investment manager and they want to start selling things on Amazon. Not at all the same, you know, actually completely different, um, completely different set of skills, completely different businesses. Doesn't mean you can't do it whatsoever. Um, it's just recognizing, you know, how much extra time you might need to put into that side hustle is important, you know, because you want to be able to commit again, you want to need hey, this is going to take me an extra 25 hours a week of work. Can I commit to doing that? You know, do I have the ability to do that? If the answer is yes. I mean, for us, our extra commitment wasn't very high. So we tried it, took a look at it. We said, hey, is this something that we can continue to do? Grew it, grew it, grew it slowly. Didn't, you know, continue to do posted social fully. Had all the clients that we already had still rocking and roaring. So we were making extra money, which is nice. But at a certain point, you know, running Facebook ads and Instagram ads for a software sales company is much different than finding deals for private equity investors. Um, and I think that having a niche and being known for something is really important. You know, building a brand around one thing. You don't want someone to come to the website and be like, these guys can run Facebook ads for me. You know, they'll they'll fix my porch and they'll find me deals. I mean, they're just, you don't want to be all over the place. So we decided it was best to build a brand around finding deals for private equity companies. That's where we came up with deal gen. We committed, we went all in on it. And then we just kept crafting our offer over and over and over and over and over again until, you know, now when we talk to new potential clients, I mean, it's a very straightforward conversation about how we can help them about where we can add value, if we can add value. You know, we've gotten to a point right now too where not everybody's going to be your client, right? And that's okay. Know who they are. Craft your offer to exactly who that person is. Build an avatar, right? Build who, who is, if who's the ideal person for me to pitch this idea to? And then go find more and more of them. And that's what we've been able to do. Um, I mean, you know, I've, I've kind of loved every second of it. You know, there are some challenges, right? When you're going from part-time to full-time, um, there might be a point where, you know, there is going to be a point where you have to make that leap. And in the middle of the leap, you know, you're kind of just in the air and you don't really know, you know, hey, there's no going back there, but I'm also leaving a decent amount behind, right? There's no guaranteed income on this other side. I'm going to something completely new. It's okay. You know, we were comfortable with it. We got to a point where we were comfortable with it. And, you know, to be honest, the first time I ever went into business for myself, I made the leap, I think, way too early, right? So I left my 
you know, I had a job in real estate, um, was getting paid a salary by a company and just left it all together to go start a new business. So we didn't have any clients yet. Um, we didn't have a single way of me getting paid. So I left my salary to go start a company um, at the beginning of my entrepreneurial journey. Not something I recommend doing. I think you can easily start something while you're still getting paid and you should do that. And I'm definitely not the first person that's ever said that. So um, it's just one of those things where it's, it might not be obvious, but I would try to continue to get paid, continue to make money while you're getting started on something because you just want to be comfortable. You know, and the older you get, the more expenses you have, the more responsibility you have. And, um, you know, waiting, you'll know when the time is to, to, to commit. Uh, we knew, you know, it wasn't one of those things where we had a plan, but one day we looked at each other and said, hey, this is what we should be doing. Um, so that's it. So I think that, you know, if anybody's out there running a side hustle, all the power to you. If you're thinking about making your side hustle into a full-time business, I think, you know, could be a tremendous idea, but just make sure that one, you can commit, you know, you have the ability to commit fully to it Two, that, you know, it's something that you want to pursue and three, that it's repeatable. Can you get more than just the current clients you have? Um, cause if, if those three things align, then, you know, the sky's the limit. All right. Thanks. Thanks.